This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComedy.net, Mia Johnson of Fansetter.com, and our special mm-hmm. mystery voice guest talk all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, uh, you know, Star Trek this week, DC things of all kinds. Um, Mia, how are you? Doing pretty good. Don't freak out because I don't have glasses on. I can see I'm just wearing contacts. Thank God. I mean, who needs to see um, in this line of work? Overrated. You can just, all, all we need to do is talk. Um, and special guest today, David Harris, esteemed Winter is Coming um, writer editor. David, how are you doing? Where are you? I, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me today. Excited to talk about all things uh, Take the Black Live. Yeah, we have, we have quite a full gamut today. And uh, hey to everybody who's joining us. Hello, Julie, of course. Hey, Julie. Hey, Hunter asked, what's going on with Game of Thrones? We will get to it. Although, the answer is not a lot. We're going to get it. It's basically one year since the Game of Thrones finale aired. So it's a, a good time to look back. And everyone is. Um, hey, Sherry. Hey, Debbie. Hello, everybody. All right. But first, David, the, the reason I wanted to have you on is because I know that you are a Star Trek gentleman. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I dabble in the, in the trick. You dabble. So you've seen like all, you know, a lot of the shows then like the original and next generation. And I know there are a whole crap ton in between that. <laughs> I'm going to name some words, deep space nine, um, uh, enterprise, uh, 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 <laughs> Twilight of the Voyager. There we go. Okay. Um, so I want to have you on because there's a whole lot of star Trek happening right now. I'm not a Trekkie myself. Mia, are, are you into into the Final Frontier? I I I like it a little bit. I see it every now and then. <laughs> okay. And just like all of a sudden, I'm suddenly living in a world where we have, I'm gonna name them. We have, okay, how many shows on right now? We have Star Trek Discovery on CBS mm-hmm. All Access, which is I'm gonna give that like a C plus for a streaming service name. All access. <laughs> uh, Star, Star Trek Picard about uh, Jean-Luc Picard of the Patrick Stewart variety. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have like this anim- comedy called Lower Decks. We're going to have something starring um, uh, Michelle Yeom. And now we have a brand new show called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. David, Which is going to be fun what, to watch. Exactly. What's, what's this new one about? 
Snowing uh, is about the Starship Enterprise, the famous Enterprise, before uh, Kirk uh, uh, became uh. captain. So Captain Pike, played by Anson Mount, is going to be the captain. And it's probably about between Discovery and the time that Pike gets injured and leaves the, and leaves it to Kirk's good hands, about 10 years. So we've got about 10 years of story to tell. Gotcha. Okay, so... Are you excited for that? Are you interested oh, in this? I am super excited for it. Here's why I'm excited about it because Pike and Spock, uh, played, a young Spock played by Ethan Peck, um, were in Discovery season two for most of the season, and they were really great in it. Like they were really energized the fan base for, in fact, th- their whole season was kind of backdoor pilot to the strange. This new strange new worlds uh, type, uh, whatever shows coming on with Pike now. So they did a really good job there. It got the fans charged up and excited. They started to let their voices be known. Alex Kurtzman, the boss, the, the Star Trek boss at CBS Access, said, "Okay, let's go ahead and do it." And we got it. We got it going because before this was actually announced, the Michelle Yao's uh, Section Thirty One show was the show that was going to take place first. And for some reason, that's kind of been put on the back burner. It seems like, and now we've got now we've got this new show coming out. So I don't know. I'm pretty excited because you can still see Michelle Yao on Discovery season three. She she's part <laughs> of that too. So okay, my thing for both of you is Mia. You'll you, you'll yeah. kind of know this um, theme for me from talking about Star Wars. So is that <laughs> what? That's Discovery, Michelle Yao show, Picard, which is like is having a second season. I have someone said it's over, but it's 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 coming back. Yeah. Lower decks, yeah. this one. That's five damn Star Trek shows on television. <laughs> you know, possibly at once within the next like you know however many years it takes. Um, when I see something like that, my alarm oh. bell goes off, and I start thinking they're milking it. This is too much. No one needs as much of anything. Why is there this many things? Um, David, you're pretty enthusiastic. Mia, what do, what do, what are you cool headed Mia Johnson think about yeah, yeah. far beyond programming? Looking from the outside in, I really don't see the problem in it. And to me, I think like what we've kind of turned over this before is with Star Wars. You know, we've talked about, you know, the movies, it's never ending. There's always books, there's always series. I would say for this it seems like, or at least for me, I don't know that much about it. I don't hear that much about it because I'm not really into that inner circle. So for me, it's a-okay. I think if fans want more, if there's opportunities to do have, have all these spinoffs um, and explore different areas of the timeline, sounds pretty good to me. I really don't see it being too problematic right now. Um, and I'm just let the Trekkies enjoy what they want to enjoy. <laughs> All right, so that is one vote for boundless optimism. <laughs> David, how about you? Where do you stand? You know, uh, I can see where you're coming from, Dan, because Good. this has the Star Wars effect, you know? Like, there were too yeah. many Star Wars movies at once. Uh, you know, especially that year we had Solo and followed by the, the Last Jedi. So I can see where there might be a little bit of apprehension towards that. But, you know, it's... but. Each show is done so tastefully, and it's fact that it's going on to a streaming service and not some kind of movie, or it's not some kind of 22-episode show on whatever yeah, channel. I suppose. There's, there are hard 10 episodes. I think Discovery is like 12, but they're oh, wow. between 10 and 12 episodes. So, 
you know, they're sticking to a plan, so it, it doesn't really get out of hand. I mean, not yet. So far, only have two things on on the train. As Sherry says, when Star Wars slow Star Trek ramps up, which is is sure, I, I can believe That's that. Funny, yeah. I just always think of like whenever I hear this, I, I can't help but think of like the decision making behind it. Like to me, at this point, like shared universe has kind of become like a bit of a dirty word because I feel like yeah. it's second hand for we want to have as much things out there as possible. So we have as many opportunities out there as possible to extract money from you. It's like this line between art and commerce that I feel like people uh, that can be easily crossed. I mean, and I watched Star Trek Picard first time I've ever watched in my life. I enjoyed it more or less. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. Um, I don't know if I will have the time to get into all of these. And I wonder if some other folk will be scared off by the monolithic hugeness of what is now a mega franchise in utero. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I would put it to you this way. Um, mm-hmm. None of the shows are going to cross over. Discovery is going to... sure? Get, yeah, Discovery, that. Discovery jumped 900 years into the future at the end of their last season. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where Pike and his crew stopped. They didn't go into the future. Uh-huh. They got back on the Enterprise and covered their escape. So Pike and the Enterprise are in one timeline. Discovery's 900 years in the future, and Picard is in the future of Pike's timeline. Like a few, like however many years Kirk had it, then it was then it was Picard's. So mm-hmm. you know, there's three <laughs> different captains that we're talking about here. But yeah, you know, so there's different there's different timelines, and as far as all that goes, no one knows where Lower Decks is going to take place. But we found out couple days ago that Lower Decks is going to be part of Star Trek canon, even though it's a comedy animated show, so I don't know when that's going to take place. But for the main live-action shows, none of them are crossing over right now. Hmm. I mean, I'll admit that I don't really know Star Trek all that well, so I'll, I'll just trust you that's yeah. not a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Sherry said, uh, the canon broke with the death of the Vulcan world. Was that true, David? Oh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> that was J.J. Abrams doing and you had okay. that's when you and this is super nerdy and some of the trekkies might know this that's when you had the, the branch off of the kelvin timeline uh the, the kelvin was a, a starship that 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 kirk's father played by chris hemsworth huh? oh, yes. captain <laughs> he died on that ship that's when a a romulan went into the <laughs> went into the past and killed him and killed the ship okay. So they started this whole timeline called the Kelvin timeline. There are several timelines in the Star Trek. Yeah, if you ever look it up, it's worse than yeah, Westworld. You're gonna get lost. <laughs> you, you you're, you're gonna get lost in the timelines. <laughs> All right. I mean, <laughs> of course. Again, like I don't really know a ton about it. So as as long as they are yeah. high quality, I'm fine with it. I just always want to caution: beware of um, monolithic franchises that try to overcome you with content it's just like star wars Ooh, here we go as julie says it's just like star wars since there's a huge fan base out there so we just have to roll with it which is very true yeah and eric says and i just had two big shows at the same time it's not a big deal which is probably true i'm just being paranoid mia any other thoughts about star trek from some other other news busting topics we have today You know, yeah david made a good point i think in saying that they keep everything kind of succinct you might get 
10 to 12 episodes, which I really, I really love that formula because it's not like the every day, you know, 20 to 25 order series and you've got all these filler episodes and nothing really matters. Um, So I'm in favor. Like, yeah, if they just keep it straight to the point, if they have good storytelling every season, then hey, let it be. (laughs) I'm pretty happy with the move away from that, like 20 episode season that used to be when we were growing up and stuff. I'm fine with this stuff. I know some channels still do, but not all of them. All right. So speaking of, no, there's no good segue. Um, Move on to other topic. So just like a couple hours ago, it was announced that internet myth, um, the Snyder cut exists and we are going to see it. So some quick background for those who are watching this. So the Snyder, the Snyder cut is a nigh legendary director's cut of um director Zack snyder's 2017 dc superhero team-up movie justice league he directed like mm-hmm. most of it then he had to pull out because i believe he had some kind of family emergency um joss whedon came in did a couple other shots they released it the world was like mm, it's fine um and ever since fans have been clamoring for yeah release the snyder cut which is a director's cut that apparently preserves his original vision and will be fantastic and better than the Avengers and just a remarkable piece of cinema filmmaking. And today um, they announced it's real and it's happening. It's going to come into HBO max early next year. Um, This is very interesting. Mia, what do you make of this? What do you make of this? Yeah. It was like, wow. That I, I, I was like, am I dreaming when I saw that first a friend sent it to me? And then I saw the, the message in my inbox is like, wow, this is really, this is legitimately being promoted yep. by Warner brothers, HBO max DC. They're like, this is real guys. Uh, it kind of, to me, it's, it's interesting <laughs> for them. Like everything that the Snyder cut represents with them, like going big on this, it's like them fessing up <laughs> to their mistakes. If you think about it, or really? if you want to call it mistakes, but it's just kind of like, mean? Oh, right, you guys are, you're really leaning into this, huh? <laughs> How do you mean uh, their mistakes? Well, it it it's such a messy situation, a messy backstory. You know, like bring in Joss Whedon, and you know all the yes. different cuts and takes that you've heard about. Um, and it was, I from what I understand, it was Warner Brothers, and maybe a little bit of those creative differences, but them like just trying to perfect it, and it being hacked up so much and stitched together so much that they're like. And here's the final product. And you're like, mm, how's that the final product? So I, I'm, I'm just now thinking of the, the like kind of irony where they're like, you know what, we're just going to release it the way it should have been. You know, we, we made no mistakes whatsoever, but we're going <laughs> to try again with this. I, mean, I, will, I will say that they just said that, that they're not sure if they're going to release it as like just a four hour movie or like, um, like a bunch of different little chapters. Yeah. Like it's a little like, series thing. We're not really sure yet. You know, like, just give me the movie. Are you interested in seeing it, David? Do you, do you want to see the Snyder cut of Justice I do. I do, man. I'm totally down for that slow motion. Okay. S- slow motion, man. Slow motion movies are so awesome, right? It's 2009 again. <laughs> we're, lo- we're watching a 300. <laughs> Even though, no. oh, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's about right. Yeah, that was his movie, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm interested. We did um, the Legends of Gahul. The Guardian Owl thing. We talked about that movie. Did you? Was it good? It. Yeah, it was a it was an owl movie. It was a movie about owls. It was a I, movie about armored owls. I watched yeah. someone else watch it on a plane once. Okay, go on. Uh, that would have been a great live tweet, Dan. 
<laughs> Watching somebody watch the movie on a plane. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, okay, so David, so you, you're genuinely interested in, in seeing the movie, or you're just being sarcastic? No, I genuinely am. I want to see what the differences are. I mean, we all know that Whedon is is great. He's a genius at what he does. Uh, look sure. at his look at his resume. But it felt like um, he should have never been brought in for this project. Mm-hmm. It just it was too. It, it took a, a a I guess a bunch of movies that we were all kind of dark and gritty, like you know Batman versus Superman, that kind of stuff. Where it was all rain all the time and all you know just yeah. you know just dark, and then and then you you get like Jason Momoa screaming, dude, uh-huh. and surfing aliens, and, and it was like, Man. I don't understand what's going on anymore. This isn't the Justice League <laughs> that I was watching, but whatever, you know, I, it's not the Avengers. It felt like it felt like they tried no. to make. They, the Avengers out of that movie. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that's what they wanted, definitely. That's what they wanted, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I... Ha- Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to read uh, Eric's comments here. I hope the Snyder Cut oh, is yeah. like the Watchmen movie. Also, Zach Snyder directed that one. I know it won't, but that would be awesome. Nice four hours. <laughs> yeah, I... I, you know, I'm not particularly attached to this. I really don't even, I cannot say that I've seen, I've like sat down to watch Justice League all the way through. Yeah. I have seen, I'm, I don't know if I've either like fallen asleep through it or had it on in the <laughs> background, but I have not consciously <laughs> sat down to watch Justice League. And it was like, usually if I'm like kind of distracted and watching a movie, I'll peep in and be like, oh, you know, what? I'm, I'm just going to sit and watch the whole thing. But for that, <laughs> I was kind of like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll let it play in the background. So I really don't even know if a Snyder cut would like turn it around for me or not. I, it, I just become uninvested in it. (laughs) Like that's my thing. It's like, okay, so let's say the four hour grim, dark justice league movie gets released HBO max. And it's everything people wanted it to be like, this is still the same guy who made Batman or Superman, which was kind of a, um, too heavy by half, sort of trying too hard, grimdark thing to begin with. Like, I'm not sure why, like, preserving his original vision means amazingly good. Mm. Like, to, to me, the whole Snyder Cut phenomenon is a is a really interesting example of, like, internet fandom kind of making their own fun. I mean, yeah. I think the release, the, um, my, my prediction is that the release, the Snyder Cut buildup and movement is going to be way more interesting than the actual <laughs> Snyder Cut we get. Yeah. I saw a tweet yesterday from, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was the, um, the originator of the, the entire release, the Snyder Cut. And, and they were like, uh, I don't know if the movie's going to be changed at all in the Snyder Cut, but at least I, th- <laughs> no. I think we're about to get what we want, guys. I think HBO oh, wow. is going to announce it. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So this whole thing to release the Snyder Cut, you now you're admitting that it's not going to be that much different. <laughs> I think you're hedging your bet right now, but whatever. You, you know, that something. reminds me of something. It reminds me of the New Mutants because I was reading... Yeah. Um, like that they had, they were supposed to have all these extensive reshoots, da, da, da. I don't even know if they actually did all the reshoots they wanted to or if they even just like completed them at all. That's kind of the rumor going around town. 
is that it's like basically no different from when it was first screened. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, like, when, it, at what cost, you know, do you, do you go through this headache? It's like, for what reason? <laughs> I was so ready to watch Macy Williams in a, in a, in a mutant film, you know, I was yeah. so excited yeah, for that. Yeah. And, and I, I hope it's going to be good, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where there's smoke, there's fire. When that thing comes out, it's going to be fun because it's going to be like a time capsule. It's going to be like, here's what Arya Stark <laughs> looked like like yeah. in 2015 or whatever. It's going to be really cool when it finally, if it finally comes out. And see, mean, Dan, that was my question for you, Dan, is you talk about internet fandoms doing things. Would there ever be a, a, a case where we'd see a, the Game of Thrones fans get like the un the unaired promo Ooh. or the first, first ever episode like that they seem like seen. resistant to doing that um i mean you'd figure that if they were gonna do it they would have done it you know um mm-hmm. that like unaired pilot um i have to imagine there are like rights issues because like otherwise like slap that in the dvd and make a cool hundred million dollars hbo it's so easy. <laughs> yeah that one in the first episode of uh blood moon that would be yeah oh my god double mm-hmm. bill so yeah, I, I have to imagine there's like some kind of rights thing holding it up. Otherwise, it makes sense. As Eric says, he loved that on Justice, which is great. I mean, if you love this movie, it's great. I wasn't wild about it. Um, uh, and Sherry asked, when, what's, when is the mutants being released? It was going to be released during this whole coronavirus pandemic, but then it had to get pushed back again. Yeah. I believe it's in limbo right now, right? Or no, no, no. They just, um, August 28th. There we go. August 28th. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we're, it's, uh, I'm sure it'll be pushed back again for some reason. Because <laughs> now that's just what it does. They're just toying um, with it at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's really cool that, that, that the internet basically made this happen. And by the way, my theory is that they did make it. I think probably he that Snyder did have some like footage lying around and mm-hmm. like, I got some ideas. But yeah, I mean, he pulled up know. his iMovie and just cut it himself. <laughs> yeah, but like... They weren't going to give him like the 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 money to actually complete the thing without this mm. giant push. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's uh, an example of internet grassroots organizing, which I mean, yelling to Twitter and getting the hashtag going. And I think that's really cool. That's, the movie itself, I could take it or leave it. But I do think it's yeah. good for HBO Max because they need some hype. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, and this is hypeable. If, yeah. if 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 nothing else, it's good for that. <laughs> In other DC news, by the way, we don't talk about, t- talk about this a lot. I wish they'd air blood moves. Yeah. I do too. Um, but this is just so interesting. Yesterday, they announced that Ruby Rose, who is the actual name of an actress um, and not a superhero <laughs> herself, is just not going to, is dropping out of the role of Kate Kane, aka Batwoman on the CW is not going to turn back for season two at all. They're going to recast the part. Um, yeah. That's weird. What happened? I who knows. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. You've got, okay. So I was reading, I didn't see the statement she sent. I'm, I'll read it out loud. Cause I, I made the very difficult decision not to return to Batwoman next season. This is not a decision I made lightly as I have the utmost respect for the cast crew and everyone involved with the show in both Vancouver and LA. And that's just so vague. I'm like, why? It's just, to me, it's, I would say, a, a pretty huge thing. The CW shows have really huge reach. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, like, just a really huge, like, bomb that got dropped. <laughs> when yeah. it was like, okay, you know, I think this is probably one of the first times that's really ever happened for, like, a, a major CW role. And she was supposed to be 
the replacement show for the Green Arrow. Like she was gonna be the uh-huh. dark. She was gonna be the strong character, the dark character that Green Arrow was. You know, and after that, that show got canceled or not didn't get canceled. It just ended. Yeah. Um, she was going to get her big push. I think personally, if you ask me, and I don't know that this is true to be true. I just I think that it had to do with her injury. Um, okay. She she messed up her back and could have had her spinal cord severed, but she had to have emergency surgery. And, yeah. uh, you know, when that happens, it's scary. Maybe it kind of. Shook her a little bit. I can't imagine the fact that they're going to recast her. It's going to be so weird because I'm a low-key CW hero fan. I kind of watch yeah. all their shows. Uh, right. I got into The Flash and kind of opened up to all the other shows. And, you know, I just don't see how they're going to make a new Batwoman. She, I just don't see it. I mean, she's the main character, obviously, so I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I could only, I like, the- I, I, oh, yeah. uh, sorry, yeah. go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I wonder since we're kind of just fresh off of season one. Let's say it did go on for, you know, ideally like maybe another four seasons. If it would kind of be like if if and when they did recast, it would it just be kind of like, oh yeah, I remember when uh, Ruby Rose was Batwoman, but now yeah, we've got this yeah. new actress who has carried us throughout the season. And there's ways they could do it. They had that big uh, crossover this this season that where they yeah. did up the different universes and they've yeah, all the kind of a multi be a crisis. And now it's just one. They could say that one of the bat one of the versions of Batwoman came into their earth, and now she's going to be the new yeah. Batwoman. They, they could <laughs> yeah, they could do it in canon, right? Like the one time I, I I was trying to think of like instances where this kind of thing happened before, where like you recast the lead. The one thing I could think of was like the Spartacus show from Star. Spartacus, yes. Where mm. the main actor got cancer like after the first season and they had to just, they straight up just, here's a new guy playing him. Oh, wow. Um, and pe- and that, and Poke love that show. So it yeah. can work. It, it, it's very unusual though. And I mean, that explanation about the injury makes a lot of sense. I don't know why they wouldn't say it though, you know? Because like, yeah. if you don't say it, I start assuming like, Drug running operation, <laughs> like her okay. cult told her to stop, something like that, something weird. But um, I you know C- CW was okay. CW was just as vague and polite in their response to her mm. statements. Totally. So it was like, okay, does anybody hate each anybody here? Is there any hate? I, I want to know if there's any drama going on. No, there's not apparently. I so do too, know. but I mean, we I don't think know. there well, they have to keep appearances so. <laughs> But yeah, just that's a that's a that's an interesting little turn that just we don't get a lot. Yeah. And I hope everyone's okay. And I Ellie. hope I hope it's drama and we get a tell all book in a year. <laughs> but if it's not, it probably isn't is that. Is that Sherry they need Sherry. to recast. Oh sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I apologize. Sherry's got that the comment about sexual harassment. There was some Ooh. of that stuff hanging over Ruby Rose's head. Was there? Yeah, nice. that guy. We need so, to crack down on this. That's I hope that's not it. That's, there was there was a little bit of that hanging over her head when she got cast for the character. So, all right, we won't go into details on that. I mean, you also, know, yeah. I, I just figure you don't recast the main role if, if everything's okay. You know, like clearly mm-hmm. something is very bad, but none of our business, I guess. Even though I want to know, but it's not my business, so we'll just move on, I suppose. Um, I want to talk about before we get on to our Game of Thrones retrospective. Um, today, CBS All Access, again, CBS is just making all the things, 
released the first images from their upcoming miniseries adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. His enormous, I believe it's the longest book he ever wrote. And he writes some long books. That's saying something. Um, about a virus that kills 99% of the world's population and the survivors who try to rebuild. And my question for the group kind of is, is this horrible timing or amazing timing? (laughs) I don't, you know, this has me, um, it might be good timing. Uh, I'm thinking about the Netflix movie is contagion on Netflix. It was one of those pandemic. Yeah, it it was one of those. It like just jumped like straight to the top totally. of like the top 10 or whatever. I think people are curious about this. Um, they kind of want to maybe go all in on this, you know, alternate universe. What would happen if things just really went south? I personally don't feel like I wouldn't say offended, but not to be like, oh, no, I don't know. You're really coming out with something like this at this time. I'm like, well, this is our life now. May as well, <laughs> as well get used to the possibility. <laughs> I mean, we've got the walking dead, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's another thing. you know apocalyptic show. Everybody's dead. So yeah, it is interesting how I mean again like you're right that like when this when the coronavirus thing started, folk like watched the movie Contagion more. And Stephen King said in this little interview here that people have been buying the stand more, maybe because they want something to do while they're quarantined, mm-hmm. or maybe because there is a genuine attraction for shows and movies about that are kind of like a current predicament, which yeah. you think it like could go either way. Like either I don't want anything to do with this because it's too close to my life or give me it all. And it seems like it's going in the, in the latter direction, which I guess could be good for it. I do like, um, you know, Stephen King has been having a big renaissance of late with it yeah. and stranger things, basically a whole is a homage to him. Other movies. This is uh, castle rock. This is, Yet another entry in the Stephen King Assange we are experiencing. Um, the Stand is a epic, sweeping book. Uh, tons and tons of characters. Whoopi Goldberg as kind of the leader of the good people. So, like, the cast is good. You got James yeah. Marsden in there, the ever-dependable James Marsden. You got... Did you say um, James Marsden? I said James Marsden. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in. So you're say good. He plays a tough-talking Texan. Um, so, like, I am interested in it, but I, I was just curious about what you guys thought about that. Like, is there an appetite for plague content during the plague? Of course. People want to see how life could could be. I mean, could it get worse? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I guess it could. I mean, but, but, but Julie says, no, I'm not with it. Too many, too many people die in real lives. No. Which I think is a valid point, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're sick of this stuff, you probably don't want to see a show about, you know, the world being wiped out by a virus, people having to, like, wander through empty streets. And Stephen King was like, I don't know if there's an appetite for this right now, but they can't yeah. not put it. I guess they could shelve it until we all forget. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, what am I thinking about? I think depending on, like, the, the sensitivity of the side, this is reminding, this is so random of um fox animation domination sunday had this three like episode crossover bear with me where um it was like called hurricane um hurricane something 
and it was it spanned across like Family Guy, American Dad, and like Cleveland Show or something. But it was oh, really? about a hurricane. They had Fox had to postpone that episode because it was like actually during hurricane season. Um, and there was a huh. really bad one that year. So they were like, okay, we're going to wait a couple weeks to show it. Uh, just because it, it, that would have been a little insensitive, especially right. Right. in the nature of something like Family Guy. Uh, so for this, I don't know if it, since this is like such, it's not like one contained event, like Hurricane Katrina or something. And now yeah. we're making fun. This is just, I don't know. Um, so I honestly wouldn't have a problem with it. It, it seems so like fantasy-like. I hope <laughs> that it's it's not so close to home. Uh, but yeah, then again, it, it probably just comes down to, you know, personal preference. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like they were blasted this morning for being insensitive and horrible. So yeah. I guess they, they cleared the first <laughs> hurdle. Yeah. It's not like it's new. It's not like it's new content either. They actually made this a t- in a made-for-TV movie way back when. Well, yeah, yeah but back in the nineties, I saw that thing. But I mean, back in ninety-four, we weren't all in the throes yeah. of yeah, a right. um, worldwide plague. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. And and um, I see the comments on Facebook, and yeah, it would it would be hard for somebody who's lost somebody to the coronavirus you know so it would be hard for them to watch i I think what you're right me it comes down to personal preference and the fact that it's on a streaming service will probably you know you have to actually buy the service you know subscribe to watch the show so it's not going to be in anybody's face they don't want to watch yeah Yeah. you would think like you, you like you don't want to buy like a like a like a big billboard for this right you don't want to like have <laughs> yeah like a giant yeah. empty streets and like get infected or something horrible like that exactly yeah <laughs> that's where it's maybe pushing it too far this is reminding me of a history lesson though um i had a really great history professor in college he was talking about during the great depression though how when it was just so you know unbearably bad that's kind of where like the whole superman came up um, and all these other little heroes, because it's like you just kind of needed somebody to, you know, escape to if you could just read a comic book or, you know, something that didn't show you how terrible your life was. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, you knows. know, I, I would say that I'm very blessed and lucky not to have a bummy life compared to like the Great Depression or something like that. But I guess it, you, there's so many forms of escapism now that it's not like you can just be like, oh, well, that's all that we have. So. You know that that yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just said five Star Trek shows. There's plenty of options. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we might talk more about this topic um, in the Wick Club this month. This yeah. whole topic, uh, how does art reflect the time it's in? But we'll get to that a little later. And finally, um, a couple days ago was the one year anniversary of the Game of Thrones series finale. The Iron Throne, and everybody is out there writing their think pieces, talking about what the show means, what a legacy is, and um, I thought it was a good time to look back and see if, you know, feelings had morphed, changed, mutated one year on for both you guys and anybody in the comments watching this. Ooh, buddy. And, um, okay, David, go ahead. What, what, what do you think about everything a year later? You know... I see a lot of people talk about the last two seasons of Game of Thrones being, you know, bad. I okay. see a lot of people on, on social media going that way. I enjoyed season seven. I guess I'm one of the few people in that camp that really, really enjoyed season seven. Yeah, more for some or less. Reason. We're still held together. Yeah. Um, season eight, to me, had it has its problems. I still have not gone back and rewatched it yet. Neither have I. Um, I, have, I don't think I've had the desire to. I'm I've kind of... 
It's a weird yeah, feeling. Yeah, honestly, that's what it feels like. I don't want to watch Danny's descent, quick descent into madness. It just kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to see the dragons die. That hurts my feelings a little Aww. bit. I don't want to see any of that, right? So, like, there are, there are episodes that you could pick and choose in Season 8, like, you know, The Long Night. You know, would be a good episode to go back and rewatch. To me, I think that would be a good because, I mean, that's the one where Arya stands out as the hero sure, of the world. Yeah, you like know? ultimately, it, that one has like an upper of an ending, even if folk yeah. die the way. You you could actually end the series right there, and I would be fine with it. You know, <laughs> um, I I just I have a problem going back and watching. Jon Snow get imprisoned for killing Daenerys, which he should have never had the the, the should have never had to do that in the first place. She should have never gone mad, at least that quickly. Maybe maybe start her descent. You know that's that's where I'm talking about. Maybe start start her descent earlier than an episode out. So I don't know. Uh, there there are a lot of problems season eight that I just. I don't think we have enough time to flesh out all my problems that I've had with season eight, but I also don't hate it as much as everybody else did. I just go, well, you know what? It's the show was great for so long uh-huh. and it, it ushered in the golden age of television that we're currently in right now. Uh-huh. Um, it is a, it is one of the pillars of great television. You could take it this yeah. season away and still have, Game of Thrones is one is one of the best all time television shows ever. So season eight, you know, whatever people can hate it or love it, but I just I haven't rewatched it yet. So I have I don't I don't really love it or hate it. Like for, for, from your tone, I am getting that you are not over what happened yet. <laughs> I'm not I'm really not. A year has not been long enough, and honestly, I kind of sympathize. Like, um. Yeah. I haven't rewatched it either. Like, not like the whole thing through. I've watched bits and pieces here and there. Like, I, I, I do feel a little bit like, like frightened is almost the word. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to, I don't know, go back and like feel some of the things I felt at the time again because they weren't the greatest of feelings. Um, I will though. I feel like I'm gonna reckon with it. And I have like read some think pieces now, and that like, you know. When I watched it back, Danny's descent did make a little more sense. Like it wouldn't, like I guess, like sense that I was looking for it, or like I knew it was coming. Um, some people are saying it's even worse. Like I watched, people are saying it gets better. Um, I am curious to go back and try it again. Um, what do you think of the notion that, like, after Game of Thrones ended, it kind of uh, stopped being? I mean, obviously, people didn't talk about it as much it was over, but um, it did have like a steep kind of drop fall off in terms of like the conversation i'm not sure if i really believe that though because like we still get lots of hits on the website whenever we post something about it so i want people just talking about it quietly what do you think mia what do you make of because you were a little bit more distant because yeah Dave and i were like in the box yeah i yeah i and i will say i where i even want to start I think, like, as I was watching the episodes, I was, like, kind of into them. I was like, yeah, these are great. But then kind of looking at the overarching plot, and you're like, so that's how they're going to end it, huh? Then that's where it's kind of like, well, this was, you know, really anticlimactic, at least to me. But as far as a drop-off, I feel like that's just kind of natural. And I, I, I feel like we haven't really had anything so big and so large to compare it to. Um, and it's not, it's not like something like, how I Met Your Mother, Big Bang Theory, where, you know, you get these syndicated episodes and you can air them on all sorts of networks and see them over and over again. 
kind of a, a subjective thing whenever you want to go back and watch it or interact with the fandom in any sort of way. So I believe, you know, yeah, like if, if everybody's reading stuff on your side um, and the interest is still there, people are still interested in this podcast. I don't think it ever really went away. I think just it's just kind of like the big buzz and conversation died because there's really nothing yeah. new to talk about. I feel like there is a desire to get some rekindled love for that mm. world and that kind of that world that George R. Martin created and that, and that yeah. they, you know, Dan Weiss created. Um, I'm, I'm curious like what the reaction will be when we actually get news about the prequel series. Like if people will be like, okay, I'm ready to go back. I'm healed. Yeah. I'm tanned. I'm rested and ready for more. Or like, I won't be hurt again. <laughs> like that. I, I, I kind of wish. <sighs> Release the season hashtag. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Uh, you know, there. I'm, I'm worried about House of the Dragon coming out. I mean, whenever it does come out, um, you know, a couple of years from now or whatever, because the show left such a vacuum, right? For it did. in a way, it did huge fantasy shows even like there's nothing out there like you can say the witcher but that that was all dropped at one time on netflix episodic weekly you know once a week shows there's they're not out there there's nothing out there to compare you can't they're even like, like you all get together at once and just like do it as like a community i i, right. I not, not really anything like that right now yeah and i and i i, I wonder if the fact that House of the Dragon is so far out to me, it feels like it's so far out from being made right now. It definitely is, especially with you know, especially with this this pandemic that we're in. Um, that there's going to be a weird if it if everything goes right and it gets the pilot gets you know whatever favorable reviews from the suits or whatever. It, it, there's going to be a weird response to it from fans, like. Mm. Is it is this Game of Thrones or is this a sequel or a prequel? Does this have anything to do with Game of Thrones? That people are going to be just you know some people are going to be really hard into it, and some people a lot of people are going to be like, what is this nonsense I'm watching? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not going to understand it. I mean, it, it's strange, right? Like just the way fandoms work. Just like um, like folk who grew up with the original Star Wars movies, for example, um, and then there's like a new generation of kids who maybe don't care as much like the parents love it when the prequels come out yeah. and they feel really passionately about it as we remember. But there are some younger people who are like, what's the big deal? Um, yeah. I'm not sure it'll be that much time. By the way, really quick, Julie asked um, if I read, if, if we read the comments on a Wick post. Yes, I do. Julie, every single one, because I have to filter out the bad ones. Um, <laughs> he has the band hammer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really curious too, to see how, how people will react when it comes out. I am looking forward to it. I mean, I, I genuinely yeah. am. This is Julie says I want more. I want more too. And I want my love like rekindled. There was one kind of a think piece that was like, I, I wrote the final season. I still have big problems with it, but I do remember what it was like to like be really fascinated into all this and just like mm-hmm. love the minutia and stuff. And, and I kind of miss that feeling. I'm like only now beginning to emotionally reconcile uh, with my feelings for this show really it's it's taken a while 
Wow. Well, like, okay, so they they did Cersei wrong. We had hardly any Cersei oh, at all. Do do oh do 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 we have to go? He's over? ripping off all the band-aids. <laughs> we, we we didn't have enough Cersei. She arguably was the best villain of that entire show. You had a bunch of villains, but she was the best, right? Um, they they do I have to say it? They did Ghost wrong. <laughs> I, I had to. Say I had to put it in there, man. Come on, give me a break. No, Ghost had his moment during the long night. But they, there was a lot of stuff that was just rushed and compacted, and you made me, you made me, you made me watch the the sack and pillage and the burning of King's Landing, which was awful. It was awful, but I could not turn away. You know, I couldn't turn <laughs> away from that episode because it was so awful. <laughs> and the, I mean, it was so bad that I had to watch. I was rubbernecking on the highway watching it. <laughs> so that's one <laughs> way to describe it. Yeah, but you know, you know, and then you got morose Jon Snow, you know, marching through King's Landing and doing what he did. There was just, I don't know, man. You just there was just too much, too okay. much. I'm still ready. Clearly, uh, I did not want this to turn into a like let's rehash all the problems we had with season eight. More of like a retrospective <laughs> thing. But um, <laughs> I I think you're proving the point. Like um, yeah. I'm not over it. I, it does not sound like you're over it, David. And um, I am looking forward to processing these feelings more, and Aww. hopefully getting back into this world. I want to um feel the pure love I felt for a while, and maybe if I do that, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, on this. Wow. Complicated decoupling process. Uh, you know, I didn't know. Well, I should have known you all feel so passionate about it. Um, and I can't not. This is we're in it for so many years. I know. I know. You're really it's invested. impossible not to. And so, yeah, for me to be kind of like thrown in the last <laughs> season, I'm just like, oh, what did I step into here? It's like this that. This very um, podcast was created for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me walking into, um, what's that gift of like Donald uh, Glover holding the pizza, like into a burning building. That's me. It's like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> Welcome to this fandom. <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad to discuss it with you because I, I, I did. I know it, it's a show that's kind of close to me, too. So, hey, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not here to rip off all the Band-Aids right now. <laughs> Really quick though, Dan, um, if you if you were going to heal over this show and you wanted to rewatch, would you start at season one, or would you pick your seasons or pick the episodes? Mm-hmm. Are there could you do it that way? Because I think I could probably I could probably go through the different seasons and pick out my favorite episodes and watch it through that way. Oh yeah, that'd be easy enough. Um, I want to go to the, the final season to see what feelings arise, but we'll see. Um, what a fun discussion we've had. Real fast, <laughs> real, 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 real fast. Um, are we watching anything new or interesting? I'm watching Mrs. America on Hulu and really, 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 really loving it. Yeah. I am doing my first watch of Community now that it's That's on Netflix. Um, it's hilarious. It's a great show. That show's <laughs> great. Choice. I'm watching a little-known show called uh, Motherland Fort Salem. It's on Freeform <laughs> about a bunch of witches yeah. who, in an alternate world, are the witch army of America. It's pretty out there and pretty cool. People should check it out. Sounds bitching. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, that was an emotional one. This was a good time. I want to see Sansa's raised to any child till he or she is able to know throne. Okay. Um, we will be back next week with more commentary, discussion, etc. and so forth. David, thanks for... And Thank Oh, you. by the way, David, Sherry likes Motherland. Good. Motherland was great. 
I, I, maybe awesome. Uh, next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you're interested in getting exclusive videos and uh, articles and, and, a, and a prize every month, you can buy a Wit Club t-shirt at this link and get that going if you like. Otherwise, we will see you back here for our free show next Wednesday. Thanks for watching and have a pleasant afternoon. Bye. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.